Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. M the Zone. If your workout includes baling hay and pitching pens, then you'll be comfortable right here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. On a very mild Wednesday morning, at least it is right now. How are you, everybody? Fabulous farm baby Pam Yankee. Tickled to be along with you and even happier to deliver this weather forecast for today. We're going to see cloudy skies, that is for sure. But again, very mild temperatures for this time in February. 38 are expected high today. Tomorrow, clouds still and 27. And then Friday, probably the warmest day of the week. Cloudy skies, 39 degrees, and about a 30% chance of precipitation coming our way on Friday. You know, I think there's a lot of people that with this uh, warm-up starting to think about the growing season, and it's not just limited to farmers. In fact, a lot of folks looking for their spring garden seeds. We're talking a little bit about that this morning. The new president of the National Cattlemen's Beef Association from central Minnesota. How about that? A voice from the Midwest. We'll learn a little bit more about Don Schiefelbein. Today we are also focused in on our agriculture ambassadors. This time around, our beef ambassadors in Wisconsin sharing the story of how our farmers take care of their cattle and the land. And we're also catching up with Ashley Hewn on how the hot auction market is doing this week. So plenty to bring your way. Stick around. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Wisconsin winters are a polarizing experience. You either love them or you want to leave them. Be sure to enter the Rural Mutual Insurance Love It or Leave It sweepstakes, where each week you can win prizes by voting for the things you love and dread about winter. Visit us at RuralMutual.com to vote. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. One industry in agriculture that Wisconsin is one of the nation's leaders in is a rather quiet industry over the last few years. That's the mink industry. And of course, our climate is conducive to good mink production, which we still have a pretty sizable chunk, but it is coming under fire. You drive around a mink farm, you see big fences around there to protect their animals more than anything. But it is an industry under fire. And Stephanie, you had a chance to talk to some people that uh, can give us an update on what's going on, not only around the country, but around the world with this industry, right? That's right. And people are starting to pay attention to the national discussion about mink farming. Animal rights groups are supporting a mink farming ban in Congress. And in Wisconsin, that discussion matters big time. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, as you said, Bob, Wisconsin is a number one producer of mink pelts in the nation. And while we know ourselves as America's dairy land, in other parts of the world where the temperatures are more chilly, we are known as a mink powerhouse. I talked to one of those mink producers, Valerie Zimbel. She's the fourth generation at Zimbel Mink over in Sheboygan Falls. And together we do a check-in on the industry, starting with how the past two years of the COVID-19 pandemic have impacted business. You know, we sell most of our mink internationally. And which, you know, exporting is still is okay for us still getting them there. But it's really, you know, the sales of fur garments has gone down just because, you know, people aren't dressing up and 
going to dinners and going to galas and going out and about and, you know, going to, you know, doing things with their friends. So people aren't, you know, saying, oh, I need to get my new coat for this fundraiser, you know, certain things. People aren't really doing those things as much. People aren't really buying as many things. Mink are one of those animals that are susceptible to COVID. And I want you to just kind of describe that experience for us as kind of a unique situation for the mink industry. I mean, what did mitigation look like? Did you have to depopulate your population because of the spread of disease? The mink industry has a very high biosecurity on the farm. Like, that's just kind of standard protocol. And for us, we have actually a shower-in, shower-out policy for all employees you know, just so that they don't bring anything. And this is before COVID, actually. Um, you know, we don't allow, if somebody comes to tour the farm, they need to shower in and shower out and use the, you know, our dedicated things that stay on the farm. Now, unfortunately, it, it's harder, you know. We grew up running around the farm as kids going after school. So it's a little bit different, but, you know, it really cuts down with disease. And, you know, we have a fence that other animals can't get in rodent animals can't get inside. But as far as when COVID hit and, we, you know, with what we started seeing in, in Denmark, you know, we right away, our veterinarians were giving us advice and we were following the CDC guidelines of everybody masks up. And, and on a farm, you really do social distance from each other because you're outside and you're not really inside working with each other, you know, but we were concerned about our employees getting it as well. So we just required masks. We did temperature checks and we're still doing that. And all of our employees actually got vaccinated. We got vaccinated. We were like in the tier B, like right after the healthcare, like we were with like the teachers and which was awesome. You know, we got that opportunity to get vaccinated early and and so that's really what we've done is following those rules. And those are the things that our veterinarians were advising. And they actually got vaccinated three times for it. The mink got vaccinated, you know, which was at the cost of the farmer. So, you know, we are taking it very seriously. We don't want something that happened in Denmark happened to us. It's, you know, Denmark kind of was a, they kind of panicked and had to get rid of so many mink. And, it, you know, it was such a shame that that, that happened. So we actually hasn't really affected us because we haven't had an outbreak. So for us, we haven't really had much production issues because of it. The only just the production as far as there isn't a lot of buying right now overseas and in here because people aren't really purchasing. People aren't going places. I'm sure, you know, the loungewear companies, those are really booming. <laughs> Maybe there's a market for, uh, I don't know, right? mink, le mink fur leggings for who knows. Once things, you know, get under control and as more people get vaccinated, it, you know, hopefully it'll it'll get back to normal. And I think all businesses really want that to happen, you know. Just to set the stage again, you know, the, the mink industry is important to Wisconsin. Wisconsin is a number one producer in the nation. And most of that, as you said, goes to exports. Does the industry, does the mink industry as a whole, do you guys do anything to try to increase demand here in the U.S.? Well, you know, it's really getting our message out there that farming really is a sustainable business. Mink consume food by byproducts, not for human consumption. We feed those to that mink 
and keep those out of the landfill. Not only that, but after they're harvested, the mink remains are used for organic compost, premium pet foods, oils are rendered for leather conditioners and cosmetic products, and the manure is actually an extremely effective crop fertilizer. And in some states, the carcasses are used for fishing bait. Not just that, is fur, natural fur, is 100% biodegradable, and they last for many, many years. You know, I have a mink coat from when I was 16. You know, uh, that was a long time ago. So, I mean, and it's, I can still wear it. I don't know anything that I have that has can last that long. You know, consumers are buying, the, you know, the synthetic furs that only last a couple years. And then when they toss it, it goes into a landfill and it'll sit there for over 100 years. You know, they're oil-based chemical fur, really. We're trying to get that message out. It's okay to wear fur. It's so, And we collaborate with, you know, other natural product product industries to try to, you know, everybody's kind of in, um, in scrutiny, I guess was the right word, for animal products. But it's natural. Every farm that is marketed is certified by a third party. It's called the Fur Commission Humane Care Certification. It's all about you get audited by the Fur Commission and make sure that it's for everything, cage size, the health of the mink. You know, just making sure that all farmers are following the same guidelines. And we're just trying to get that message out. And it's hard because these anti-fur people have big money. You know, people donate millions of dollars to these people. And then, fortunately, their messages get out a little bit easier. You hear one negative thing, and that's all you remember. Animal activism, that's been a, a big a topic of conversation among uh, production agriculture, you know, and trying to get that message out, combat the negative and, and often false messages. Have you had any kind of a, a direct experience with animal activism, or is it just mostly um, trying to put your message out there? I mean, yeah, years ago, you know, we were under, they released some of our mink and we were able to get them all back. You know, we have a security system on our, on all of our farms now that we're pretty protected. And, you know, it's really getting our message, you know, the false claims that people are making, you know, I'll throw right out there, you know, do you skin the mink alive? Mink are carnivores, so they have very sharp teeth. They can be feisty. I don't know how on earth somebody would skin a mink alive. I don't know how that would even be possible without being attacked the entire time. And second of all, how could you even, who could you pay to do that? <laughs> you know, like I said before, farmers, and I think this is for all farmers, farmers, in my opinion, have the most love for animals. They're the people who love animals the most because they're with them every day. They take care of them. That's how we make our money. So why would we try to hurt? It's like when people say that about cow, cow farmers, it's like, why would they want their cows to be stressed? Then they would produce less milk and they would get less money. So they want to make the animals the most comfortable and in a stress-free environment. The hard thing and, you know, also these fur bans that are happening throughout the country, you know, it's some of these politicians that have agendas on banning fur. And I actually was in California lobbying against it. And I thought to myself, you know, we just spent a whole day lobbying against if they can sell fur in California and which is just crazy. And, you know, there's so many homeless people on the street. Shouldn't we be worrying about them first before we worrying about 
if we can sell fur, you know, things like that. It just doesn't make sense to me sometimes. Thanks for, I mean, sharing that, kind of putting it into perspective, especially for people outside of production agriculture. And I want to talk about the product itself now. The fur is, I mean, it's incredible. The fine hairs, the different types of colors, how warm it actually keeps you. I wonder if you could just talk to, to us a little bit about the quality of mink fur. Well, mink is one of the most popular fur products on market. And that's because it's lightweight. It's really warm. It lasts a really long time. And it's really versatile. There's a lot of different things you can do with the fur. So mink have like a, it's like a guard hair. And then they have an underwool. And there's all different colors. And it's really raising them so they're all even. You know, the, the guard hair is all, is not too long. It's short dense and it keeps you so warm and that's why so much of our production goes to places like Russia and northern China the colder places on the earth really is you know and Wisconsin we know can get brutally cold so that's why I think everybody should have a fur just because they need to stay warm I love it and it's so durable and it lasts for generations it's very versatile you know it's not like it's you know, just for fancy occasions, you can wear it all the time because it's super durable. You can repair it and you pass it down to a different generation and they don't like the style or say that style, you've outgrown the style. You can restyle that fur piece and get a whole new garment from it. You know, yes, it's a more expensive, but think about how many jackets, if you have to buy a new jacket every season and every season, and then you're throwing them away because they, they get wrecked and ripped. And, you know, where if you got a fur coat, you'd probably spend a little bit more. But it pays back itself in the years of its use. That's Valerie Zimbel along with us. She's the fourth generation of Zimbel Mink in Sheboygan Falls, sharing the unique story of the mink industry here in Wisconsin. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Stephanie Haw. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. of you have said you don't want to haggle over car prices. That's 80% of you who don't want to jump through hoops or play games. So Bergstrom Automotive got rid of it, all of it. The haggling, the cat and the mouse routine, even the salespeople. Bergstrom Automotive simply has non-commissioned advisors. They're not trying to win a contest or make quotas. They're paid to do nothing more than help you. Bergstrom knows they offer the most desired makes and models out there. Allow them to assist you in selecting the right one for you. Plus, guaranteed credit approval on a vehicle you choose to call your own. While the other places wheel and deal, today's buying experience? The better way is at Bergstrom Automotive. Visit a Bergstrom location near you or bergstromauto.com. Join the What have we here? Crackers. At least I think they are. They're in a cellophane wrapper. There are two of them. Crackers always travel in pairs. They snap like crackers. Crumble like them, too. Nine out of ten cracker eaters would give them a positive ID. But these aren't crackers. They're dinner. Jim Krevix for five days straight. There are people like Jim 
all across Madison. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, we'll supply people like Jim over $950,000 in food through Dane County's busiest food pantry. Just one part of the more than $1.4 million in clothing, shelter, furniture, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. Roses are red, violets are blue, and you bet she'll be talking farming with you. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, and we definitely want to start off with some congratulations today. Two of our Wisconsin farm families being recognized at the National Outstanding Young Farmer Conference uh, Congress that just wrapped up. Hilton Head, South Carolina, from O'Connell County. Uh, the Fingers, the 2021 uh, winners, actually 2020 finally recognized as national winners, and the Dudkowitz family from Krivitz also recognized. So two Wisconsin uh, winners from the National Congress. We've got details up at MidwestFarmReport.com. Wanted to get that out there. Start off with a little positive news, but Stu, I'll tell you, this Compure Financial Ag weather update for today is pretty positive, too. It's pretty nice. Some very mild air, absolutely, but there's also a little precipitation. And look at radar this morning to see just a little north of La Crosse, Oh, up toward Black River Falls in the area, some scattered light snow that's enough for radar to pick up a little more in far northwest Wisconsin, back in northwest Iowa, Minnesota. I expect today, with a weak front moving in, that some very scattered light snow or a sprinkly little rain shower could be seen. A little more likely to see some of that activity Thursday night into Friday when an inch or so may be accumulating a little new snow on the ground as we head toward the end of the week. I'll have forecast details right after this. When a company only does business in Wisconsin, that's Wisconsin Strong. Rural Mutual provides all lines of insurance, including commercial, farm, home, and auto. And your premiums stay right here to keep Wisconsin strong. Local agents, local underwriters, local claims adjusters. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. So I became a Farm Bureau member almost 20 years ago to be part of the state's largest egg advocacy group. Plenty of opportunities within Farm Bureau for somebody that's involved in agriculture, whether to grow their leadership or to help be a leader in an industry that we have a great passion for. WFBF.com. They've really helped my leadership develop. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. All righty, Stu, let's have that forecast. All right, the Compure Financial Ag Weather Forecast. Cloudy today and very sprinkly light rain or a few snow showers could slip through now and again. Anything that accumulates will be very light. I'd expect cloudy skies, temps in the mid-30s, 36, maybe 38 at La Crosse. West winds 5 to 15, Augusta 25. Still a small chance of a little snow early in the night, mostly cloudy. Upper teens for lows, northwest winds 5 to 15. Partly sunny Thursday, still a pretty nice day, but cooler upper 20s, maybe a 30 in the west. Northwest winds 5 to 10 become southwest. Some snow, a little rain, freezing rain mix develops Thursday night, lasts into Friday. An inch or two here and there. Boston maybe near three. Upper 30s on Friday, though, Pam. And the west winds 5 to 10, gusting to 25. And then the cool down in the teens for a high only on Saturday.
Oh, teens. Okay, got to get ready for that again. Back to uh, reality after this brief respite. Sounds good, those two. Enjoy it today. We'll talk to you tomorrow, okay? You bet. Take care. Stumuck is our ag meteorologist with your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Compure Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture in rural America. Visit Compure.com. More food and fiber news coming your way in just a little bit. Don't uh, forget, MidwestFarmReport.com has all the details. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Focus on your farm in 2022 with Focus on Energy. Focus on Energy can help identify energy efficiency upgrades on your farm, helping you save money on your utility bills for years to come. Get started today by contacting your energy advisor. Call 888-623-2146 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on Energy, helping farmers save since 2001. Imagine a brand new, maintenance-free look for your home's exterior. Have Prairie Exteriors show you options like architecturally designed siding, which can give you the look of cedar without the worry of woodpeckers or painting. Improve the look and value of your property with one of the area's highest rated exterior companies, Prairie Exteriors. Prairie Exteriors, now that's impressive. PrairieExteriors.com When someone is injured in a bad crash, they probably know that smart, experienced attorneys can help. But if they've never hired an attorney before, it can be easy to put it off until later, instead of calling right away to get the help they urgently need. Unfortunately, that delay can end up causing expensive losses on top of the harm someone has already suffered. At Clifford & Rihala, we understand how someone who has been injured in a crash may be confused or even scared to reach out for help. We understand how injuries, medical bills, and lost work can leave people exhausted and overwhelmed. Call Clifford and Rihala for a free consultation on your injury claim and work with experienced attorneys with a track record of success to help get you your maximum compensation. For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford and Rihala, hardworking, skilled attorneys fighting for you. For justice, myjustice.com. There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to DeKalb, constantly innovating products and technology to maximize crop protection, production, and yields. And from Blaine's Farm and Fleet, the original, authentic, still family-owned since 1955. Keep up with Pam at fabulousfarmbabe.net on Facebook and Twitter. We all make choices. When it comes to alcohol, kids make choices whether to drink or not. Bye, Dad. Bye-bye. Remember, I'm going to Alex's party tonight and sleeping over. Hey, Em, have a seat for a second. Remind me about that party again. Alex is just and having- adults make choices whether to talk about it. That's true of parents and every other trusted adult in a kid's life. Kids want to know our expectations when it comes to alcohol and other drugs. They want guidance and honest answers to their questions. And it makes a difference when the message is consistent and part of everyday conversations. So talk with your kids and help lead them on a positive path. Because when you talk, they hear you. 
For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. These days, vehicles are powered by many different sources. Tom's Auto Center repairs them all. Tom and Tom of Tom's Auto Center. Gas, electric, diesel, and hybrids. Plus, we offer free pickup and delivery within a 10-mile radius. And a loaner car if you need one. Tom'sAutoCenter.com Tom's Auto Center. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. How is it that we can have smokers' lines without ever smoking? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Smokers or lip lines can occur not only because of smoking, but other factors, such as talking, drinking from a straw, genetics, and age related fat loss. The most simple and effective treatment for this problem is a combination of dermal fillers such as Juvederm, which can smooth and fill those fine lines as well as hydrate the lips. Also, a neuromodulator such as Botox can be used in small amounts to relax those pursing muscles. At Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie, this treatment results in a natural, more youthful appearance of the mouth and often lasts a year or longer. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Let me ask you this, brother. When it comes yes. to this Packers special teams, Rich Basaccia, it's it's like official. He is it. Does he have the easiest job on the Packers staff or the <laughs> hardest job? Because Mo Drayton had that unit finished last. Easiest or hardest job? Well, he has the he has the lowest bar to clear. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if he's just competent, people are gonna love him. I, I like this hire, and I know you guys probably do too. Oh, yeah. The problem is they should have made this hire like three years ago. That, that's what <laughs> bums me out, you know? like it's, I think I said on my show yesterday, it's like doing life-saving surgery on a patient that died in the ambulance on the way to the hospital. <laughs> like, okay, great. We got Rich Passaccia, but that doesn't help us until next year. And next year, who knows what the world is going to look like or the Packers are going to look like. So, great. They got it right. It just took two years too long. Um but whatever. It's, it's worth celebrating. They got a good hire. It's a good hire. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It kind of irks me because it feels like it's too little too late. Did you see all the news of Kyler Murray, like, unfollowing uh, the Cardinals and deleting all the pictures? And the only pictures he had left were ones of him, like, <laughs> chilling with the Packers staff? Yeah. Well, it's funny because on my show yesterday, I'm like, ah, I don't think this is a big deal. And then I had people who are older than me, people who probably aren't on Instagram as much as I am. And they're like, what do you mean? When people break up with their girlfriend, they delete all the pictures of their significant other. Like, I'm getting lectured on Instagram. And I just, I don't know. I, I don't think it means anything. Maybe I'm being naive. No, I'm right there I, with I, you. I don't think it means just, anything. Yeah. I saw a couple of former players tweeting about it. They're like, man, people got to calm down. Like, this stuff doesn't mean anything. I, maybe he's just messing with us. Maybe, maybe he's rebranding. Maybe he looked at his profile, Evo, and thought, ah, you know what? You know, two years ago when I posted that picture, I thought it was pretty sick, but now I think it's pretty lame. So I'm going to do a little profile yeah. maintenance here and clean it Some, up. Hey, you know, I, and sometimes, I sometimes yeah, Grant, you got to go back and delete things too and, and, and fear of being canceled, you know? <laughs> yeah, we got to stay up to date on that. You know, just do things a, change rapidly. Do a tweet search. Yeah, do a tweet search with all of those nasty words. Make sure there's nothing lingering around from 2012 or something that you forgot about. And yeah, you, that you get Instagram it. Instagram, too. You get it, Grant. Yeah. All right, Grant Bills and Let's Go Sports Show joining us right now. Grant, uh, something that's near and dear to your heart, uh, a regular season NBA. Bucks are on the <laughs> West Coast road trip. I can't yep. stand the L.A. Lakers. Like, I just can't, I can't stand them. And, by the way, the Bucks uh, have – 
now ascended the the two seed in the Eastern Conference at thirty four and twenty one. There, did you know that they're undefeated since signing Greg Monroe on this ten day contract? I think it was a ten day, and on this West Coast road trip grant. What do you think of the uh, Lakers game tonight and the Bucks now second in the East? Well, the East is just a logjam. Every team within like the top seven seeds is really really close. So it's going to be fun to watch the East finish down the stretch. Evo, I know you don't like regular season NBA. And I know a lot of people don't, and that's fine. And that's why last Thursday on my show, I said, hey, hey. Was that the, uh, the NBA uh, lounge? It was, it was in the NBA lounge. I, I said, I, I said, everyone, the last month of Bucks basketball, whatever. January, players, they, they take it easy a little bit. This happens, we, we saw it with LeBron every year for years, right? Forget January. At the beginning of February, we got a West Coast trip. All right, Portland and L.A. with Saturday, Sunday. And then this week, the Lakers tonight and the Suns on Thursday. I told everyone, I said, hey, if you haven't watched any Bucks in weeks, this is the week to watch. Because let's see. Let's see if they turn it on when they go on a West Coast trip, which is always hard. And they have a game against the Lakers. They aren't very good, but it's still the Lakers. And then Thursday against the Suns. That's, that's the game right there. And the Bucks showed up for the first two games of the road trip. Greg Monroe was a part of that. Hell yeah, I think dude. yesterday they had... They had every starter score more than 15 points, and Bobby and Pat Connaughton are just playing out of their minds right now. Like, this team is locked in, at least to start this road trip. I'm really excited to see if they can finish it off with, with big wins in L.A. Um, we'll see with Phoenix, man. Phoenix is really good. But then they have Philly before too long, and the Nets coming up as well. So the next two weeks are going to be really fun. And we're probably going to learn a lot about this Bucks team. Do you think the Bucks are going to make any moves? Uh, any moves? Yeah. Um, maybe a mid to below mid-level center or probably clear some salary. That's yeah. probably all. Yeah, I, I think they're pretty much set. I, right? I, don't like, yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I don't really know either. We'll yeah, see. well, I think I think Evo, if, if Boogie Cousins and Greg Monroe have told us anything, they don't need an amazing center. They just need a center. So whatever way they can find to get a center who's capable on the roster, whether it's through a trade or they pick someone up and, and like on a 10-day and then they extend that deal and guarantee it all year, whatever they can do to get a center – doesn't he have to be good on the roster until Brooks can come back? That's what they should be trying to do. They, he doesn't need to be amazing. I mean, Moose and Boogie Cousins have worked, so it, it, that's, I don't know. It's not hard. Okay. And um, any parting shots for the L.A. Lakers, Grant Bills? They suck. I, and you know what? <laughs> I, I know can't stand funny? them. I can't stand them. You know what's funny is, is so the, the Lakers added Westbrook, right? And then throughout these last couple of months, everyone's like, wait a minute, Westbrook's not that good. And people who watch a lot of NBA are like, hello! She's sweeter than a glass of chocolate milk and louder than a morning rooster. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Young. I do love it when Wisconsin wins. And I'm not just talking about the boys' Badger basketball game last night. I'm also talking about our representation at the National Outstanding Young Farmers Congress that just wrapped up in Hilton Head, South Carolina. Wisconsin walked away with some winners, and I've got details on that. How are you doing on a Wednesday morning? I'll tell you what, this weather is a winner for today. Cloudy skies, yes, that's the downfall, but 38 is our expected high for today. Tomorrow, cloudy in 27, and Friday, clouds in 39 degrees. Not a lot of precipitation in this forecast, but we keep our fingers crossed, hoping for just a little. I'm Pam Yagi, glad to be along with you. Also, stick around, talking about the opportunity for people to speak up on behalf of Wisconsin's beef industry. The Wisconsin Beef Ambassador Team is getting put together for 2022. We'll talk about it with Caitlin Riley. So today, ninth day of February, on this day back in 1870, 
the National Weather Service was authorized right here in Wisconsin. President Ulysses S. Grant signed a resolution authorizing the National Weather Service, which had been a dream of Increase Latham, who was a, a Milwaukee resident. He helped to pioneer the National Weather Service. And like I said, it started on this day back in 1870. On this day in 1964, the Beatles started their first tour in the United States. And do you remember where they started it? On the Edge Sullivan Show with the British Invasion. Happy birthday on this ninth day of February to actor Michael Jordan. He's 35. And actor Joe Pesci. He turned 79. And now you know. It's a Wednesday, and that means it's time for us to catch up with our friends from the Steffes Auction Group, S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. And our friend Ashley Hewen joining us. Busy, busy time for the entire staff at the Steffes Auction Group. A lot of auctions that are happening. And Ashley, it looks like more and more auctions are popping up right here in Wisconsin. Yeah, there is. So we've talked about on March 29th that we've got uh, just south of Toma there, 375 acres. Uh, that's a dairy facility on one of the tracks there, plus 297 tillable acres on that sale. Uh, so that's one to keep in mind. And then just north of Sheboygan, we've got another dairy facility that's going to be April 5th, and that's going to be 190 tillable acres. Again, another dairy facility on one of the tracks on that one as well. Mm-hmm. And then uh, March 30th by Lena, Wisconsin, we've got 40 acres. Boy, so we got them dotting up all over the place. And like we said before, when it's a dairy facility that like, like that, Ashley, those go kind of in stages with you guys, don't they? Yeah, they really do. So a lot of what we do is we sell the real estate first uh, and then uh, the equipment and the cattle to follow afterwards. And all those details are up at stephusgroup.com? They are. You know, we've got 103 current auctions going on right now, so... Um, make sure you scroll to the bottom. Just click all auctions. They're all in order by date. Now, if I've got somebody out there that's considering an auction, I mean, for most folks, obviously, this is only something that's going to happen once in their life. How much time do they have to give in advance to really do a good job, Ashley, if they are thinking about liquidating the herd or maybe they have decided they're going to part with some equipment? Remind them again, how much time is ideal to really be successful with these online platforms and the wide-ranging audience that's shopping? Sure. So, you know, there's a running joke is we can do an auction tomorrow, but we just better tell somebody first. And so, you know, we really want to have 30 days to advertise and, and get the word out. There are some situations where it might be some common equipment uh, that can get on a consignment sale or something like that in a, in a hurry and still advertise it well. But when we're talking about the farm retirements or the individual liquidations or partial liquidations, something like that, 30 days is kind of the minimum. Um, 45 days would be better, but, uh, you know, everybody's situation is different. Everything that, that you have is different. And, of course, there's some springtime deadlines. There's some summer and fall deadlines as well. 
You know, the other thing that I want to stress, Ashley, is despite the fact that uh, the strength of the Steffes Group is definitely that online platform, all of their outreach through social media, the various tools that you use to promote those auctions, I don't want people to become disenchanted and think that there's not people there to talk to them, to help them walk through this process and to be a part of the farm process, the, the physical appearance. Although the strength is in the online audience and all that it brings, you still have a lot of staff that will will be there to help. Yeah, we still have staff that live all over the Midwest. Some some report and work every day out of an office. Some work out of their homes. Our sales guys are everywhere all the time. And that's really where it starts. You know, it starts with a phone call. We're sitting down. We're meeting at the kitchen table. We're learning about your operation. And then we're just advising on how we can help. Excellent. Again, as you said, there's three good ones coming up right here around Wisconsin. If you want to take a look, go to steffesgroup.com, S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. And that toll-free number, if you want to pick it up and call the Steffes Group, 800-726-8609. That's 800-726-8609. Our busy friend, Ashley Hewn with the Steffes Group. There goes Pam Yonke across Wisconsin in her suburban truck. Thanks to our equipment. Check out the affordable, efficient, versatile tractor line at our equipment and ask for Mr. Versatile, Chunk Gill. And from the dairy farmers of Wisconsin, promoting Wisconsin's world-class dairy products since 1983. Look for their proudly Wisconsin badge on dairy products. Keep up with Pam at fabulousfarmbabe.net on Facebook and Twitter. So this warmer weather probably has a lot of folks thinking about the growing season, and I'm not just talking about farmers. Have you secured your garden seed and supplies for this growing season? Nathan Zondag, who's president and CEO of Jung Seed right here in Wisconsin, says there are some areas where they're seeing supply chain disruptions continue this spring. So um, we do get a lot of, I mean, we get seeds from all over the world, from Europe, from China, from India, from uh, Mexico, just all over the all over the planet. So when we're we're supplying those, we're doing a lot of that stuff a year or two in advance. And with all of the issues with the supply chain, some of it's a little bit later than we want. Some of it we had to order more so that we could make sure that we had enough. And some of it isn't going to make it. Um, I'd say the biggest variety that that we have that is going to be affected is probably tomatoes this year. Nathan Zondag, President CEO of Jung Seed right here in Wisconsin. The good news as far as those tomato varieties are concerned, they carry almost 600 varieties of tomato seeds at Jung's. Only about 25 are being impacted by supply chain disruptions. But Nathan still says it's always better to get your supplies in early. Barrel cheese yesterday was down two at a dollar eighty-nine. Forty-pound block cheese was unchanged. The double A butter dropped a penny at two fifty and three quarters. This morning in Chicago, our March corn is trading up a nickel. December new crop unchanged at five eighty-two. March beans are up eleven, but November beans are up eleven and a half at fourteen twenty-four. March wheat's down four. July new crop down four at seven seventy-three. And right now, March milk trading thirteen cents lower, twenty-one fifty-five a hundredweight. Coming up next, speak up for Wisconsin's beef producers, the ambassador program coming up. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.
Some spaces become a catch-all for everything you want to keep in storage. Make use of that wasted space now. What about the basement? Rec rooms, an office, extra bedrooms for growing teenagers are all popular uses for an upgraded basement. Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company specializing in kitchens, baths, and basements. Let's get the conversation started with a complimentary estimate, consultation, and suggestions. ActuateLLC.com Design. Create. Actuate. I'll be here to hear what's on your mind. Kids want to share what's going on in their lives with the adults around them. Parents, grandparents, teachers, coaches, and more. They want to know you're listening, and they want to listen to you. They want your input and guidance early and often on all kinds of topics. When it comes to a serious subject like underage drinking, they want to know your expectations, as well as how and why, as a young person, they should avoid alcohol. How you talk about it will change as your child grows, but the important thing is to talk about it. Not just once for an hour when you think the time is right, but in 60 one-minute conversations and more that are part of your everyday talks. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. From her mouth to the field's ears, this is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Time again for checkoff chat. You know what that's all about, don't you? Wisconsin Beef Council, the folks that are funded in part by your beef checkoff dollars and dairy producers, remember that's you too, keeping you up to speed on all the programs that they've got, research, education, and promotion. That's what your beef checkoff dollars are being spent. And let's talk a little bit about one of the programs that are going to be coming up uh, here this summer, probably pretty active. That is our Wisconsin Beef Ambassadors in studio with us, Caitlin Riley, Communications Director for the Wisconsin Beef Council. The Ambassador Program is something that really resonates, uh, not just on a statewide level, but the national level. Getting these young people engaged in the conversation about beef, uh, that's really what it's all about, isn't it, Caitlin? That's right, Pam. This is a local extension of that national effort, the National Masters of Beef Advocacy Program, because as much as we as a Wisconsin Beef Council staff can share that story, it's really best if we have those grassroots voices out there who can say, I'm a dairy producer, I'm a beef producer, this is what I do to make sure we produce a safe, wholesome product, and this is why I feed beef for my family. And so the Wisconsin Beef Ambassador Program started in 2020 with my predecessor, and we all know 2020 was that year when everything happened. And so we were able to select seven beef ambassadors, and they were able to do some virtual training, but the events weren't quite there. You know, we're fortunate. We have social media. We have blogs. We still have ways to get our voice out there, but it just wasn't the year for that ambassador team that we had wanted. And so when I started with Beef Council in 2021, we sat down as a staff and decided, let's put a pause on selecting a new team. And instead of saying, okay, you're a beef ambassador for 2020, you're a beef ambassador for 2021. How about once you join the team, you can be a part of the team for however long as you 
want. And we're going to continue to find opportunities for you. And we decided we we're going to reopen applications in 2022. So this is really only going to be the second wave of this ambassador program locally here in Wisconsin. But I've been so impressed with what our team has already done that I'm excited to see what fresh ideas we can bring and the guidance that our current team can offer to our new round of ambassadors. Now, I'm, I may have led you to believe that this is uh, an opportunity for only young people, college-age people. Is that the case? Kaylin, give us a little sense on uh, some of the requirements you're looking for for the next round of Beef Ambassadors. We do want these folks to be 18 years old or older, but our current team, we have a wide demographic of producers from younger to maybe those who are more seasoned in the industry. And that's one of the things I think that makes the team the most special because we have different forms of communication among them and we can reach those different age groups of consumers who have those questions. So we want folks to be 18 years old or older as of February, or excuse me, as of January 1st of this year, a Wisconsin resident and have have that beef or dairy industry background. Now, that does not mean that you had to have lived right there on the farm. Maybe grandpa had a farm or maybe you went to college and became educated in the industry. As long as you feel that you're capable of being a strong advocate on the digital platforms and the in-person events, we are so thrilled to be able to accept your application. We also want people to be masters of beef advocacy certified. I love going around telling people I have my MBA. Just look out. I have my MBA on me. What this is, is it's a national program. It's free and you can do it online. It takes about three and a half hours, but you can break it up into five segments and take it at your leisure. And they have these different components, these different lessons. So there's the beef community, which provides context for raising beef from pasture to plate. And it really focuses on the community of people involved throughout the beef life cycle. You have raising cattle on grass, and that talks about those first steps in the beef life cycle and the benefits of raising cattle on our country's grass pastures, those resources, and the ways that they can impact the environment and help with that carbon sequestration and help with all the water quality, things like that. Uh, life in the feed yard, talking about the roles of the feed yards we have from cattle to beef, and then also, of course, that beef, it's what's for dinner, talking about that brand, talking a little bit about the beef checkoff and choosing and cooking the right cuts of beef and the healthful diet. And this is a program that I've graduated from. Like I said, um, it's easy to do. I recently sent it around to our high school ag teachers and FFA instructors. And so we do want people who apply for this beef ambassador program to have graduated from that. It just really lays a nice foundation and base level. And so if you check those boxes, if you think this is something you're interested in, our applications are out. You can find them on our website, beeftips.com. You can shoot me an email if you can't find it, kriley at beeftips.com. Those are going to be due February 18th. We're going to be letting our beef ambassadors know whether or not you've been selected by March 1st. And then we're going to have a mandatory in-person, I'm so excited to say in-person training. And that's going to be March 31st through April 1st. And I tried to make them each half days because we want people to be from all over the state. So we want to make it easy with travel restrictions. So coming in and learning about current consumer trends, we're going to be bringing in a social media expert to talk about the best practices there and get some inspiration for grassroots advocacy. Excellent. Caitlin Riley in studio with us again with the Wisconsin Beef Council, your checkoff dollars at work. And as she said, February 18th is the deadline if you'd like to be considered for Wisconsin's Beef Ambassador Program. And more details, beeftips.com or Wisconsin Beef Council on social media.
how much time is this going to take from my life, Caitlin? I think there's a lot of people that speak passionately about the industry, but if they're in the industry or if they've got a full-time job, they might be saying, hmm, I don't know if I've got that much time. Explain some of those details. I always tell our current ambassadors that I understand you are volunteers. You're giving your time for this, but it does come back full circle and hopefully help your farm, your business, and the industry as a whole. And so what our requirements are for those if you are selected is we obviously want you to actively advocate for our beef industry. And so maybe in your year, you pinpoint at least two opportunities to talk about beef in the state. If there's a local event happening, you might volunteer yourself to be a keynote speaker, or perhaps you know that there's a local classroom down the road that could really benefit from having a beef or dairy producer walk in there and explain what they do on the farm. Just two opportunities. And then we also want you to be posting beef-related content on your social media channels at least twice a month. And I know sometimes that can seem simple. Often I find myself blatantly just scrolling through Facebook or Instagram, but it can be hard to come up with those content ideas. And that's where we at the Wisconsin Beef Council can come in and lend a helping hand, whether it's with that in-person speaking engagement or on social media, we can help provide content ideas. We can help pinpoint you to the resources that you need to be an effective advocate. And hopefully the training will help as well. I talked briefly about the classroom presentations, but we do have our Beef in the Classroom program through the Wisconsin Beef Council, where we offer grants to classrooms such as the family uh, food and consumer science classes to try to help them teach kiddos about cooking beef and different ways to incorporate that. And sometimes they request to have a beef producer come in and speak with them. So we want our ambassador team to be a good group of people that we can reach out to for that too and say, hey, would you be willing to visit this local classroom? I currently have a map where I have pinpointed where my ambassadors are so that I know when a school district reached out, which one that I can contact and just help us. You know, media requests might come in and they want to talk to a local farmer Will these people be the folks that are talking to the radio and the television stations who are reaching out? Sometimes we do campaigns. We recently did a letter to the editor campaign talking about sustainability. And I reached out to my ambassadors and I said, hey, are you willing to help us write this letter to the editor to share your story? You know, as I said at the beginning of this conversation, Pam, it's good that we at the Beef Council have this knowledge. And most of us have that farm background, too. And we can share that story. But if you can talk with an active producer, I think that just really hits a message home. Absolutely. It's the exclamation point for sure. Caitlin Riley in studio with us. We are talking about Wisconsin's Beef Ambassador Program. Applications are now available, as she said, 18 years of age as of January 1st. Obviously, we hope that you're directly connected with the industry. But again, once you take a look at the job description, if you will, and start filling out the paperwork, getting involved in that Master Beef Advocacy Program, then uh, you probably get a better feel.